I will take these cotton balls from you with my hand and put them in my pocket. Yeah. 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 From the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Wasn't from the Godfather. No. Was it Cannonball Run? Possibly. I think it was Cannonball Run. It's your show. Is it? Yeah. You're in charge. What? You're the captain. Oh, we are so sunk. You have the con. <laughs> Get off. Getting comfy. Getting comfy. Got coffee. I got coffee. Got comfy, got coffee. Got coffee, comfy. Cough, cough, comf. Yeah. Okay. Fine on both counts. Fantastic. Thank you. That's good. Good evening. Hello. I'm saying that to you, not the listeners. I mean, I, I say it to the listeners I, as well. I saw it. There was eye contact and everything. I was there. Yeah, but yeah. they wouldn't know. No. I'm saying it to them. They wouldn't. They wouldn't know there was eye contact because we're a podcast and not a YouTube video series. But I knew because I was sat here right here. Fair enough. And I can see it. Maybe we should do a YouTube video series. Maybe. I, mm. Okay, not in this. Not in this virtual clearing around the virtual campfire. A different virtual clearing around the virtual campfire. Yeah, one where we've tidied up. Yeah, good plan. <laughs> Yeah, was, you know. Also, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't. No, no. On second thoughts, it's probably not a great idea. <laughs> Speaking of podcasting, yes. Is it Frithcast? Are we doing a Frithcast? Yeah, we could do a Frithcast. Or have we just started recording for like random reasons? Probably that's what we usually do. Oh, I suppose it is really. And then kind of just sort and of accidentally just... trip over a Frithcast and fall into it. We just. Rab it on for like half an hour and then stick a Frithcast label on and push it out onto the shelves. It's great. Yeah. Well, you know. Quite like it, really. I, I like to. I like to think I do. You know, a bit of um, organised something or other in my life, but I can't think of any. Organised. Anyway, please, 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 podcast. Please, please. no. Please. Ah, stop please. it! Don't okay. get. Could you not do that voice? Chamberlain and his friend took out a fling. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. So, I'm not going to be allowed to pretty up. I'm not going to be allowed. Oh, no, you can pretty up. Well, I haven't really got time now. Well, yeah, there's no ban on when, me prettying up. When are we recording the next one? Later. Well, later when? I don't know. A week Even or two? time, yeah, you know. Start now, two. we'll be fine. We get there. I can probably pretty up within a week or two. Yeah, me too. Um, So, I can't... I can't... I haven't got time to pretty up. I can't do Chamberlain impressions. No. They're just a little bit wrong for me. <laughs> 
can I do? <laughs> well, we can do a Frithcast. Let's do Let's a Frithcast. Let's do a Frithcast. Yay. Yay. What's it going to be about? We, we've got to do the first bit first. And we've got to say, hello, lovely listeners. Hello, Thank lovely you. listeners. Welcome around the virtual campfire. What she said? To Frithcast, episode 79. 79. I'm glad you said that first because I couldn't have told you what episode this was. <laughs> I could have had a I could have had an approximate stab that it was 70 something. It is 70 yeah. Welcome to episode 70 something of Frithcast. 70 something it is. Okay. Better? That'll do me. Welcome around the virtual campfire. You know the rules. Grab a coffee, grab a bun, grab a drink, do your thing, settle in around the fire, warm your knees. Making sure to maintain a good, steady two virtual metres distance Yeah, between you. It's, you know, good spear will give you two metres distance. A good spear will give you all sorts of things. Yeah. I don't want... All them a... little holes in your nut. I do... <laughs> yeah. No, we have we have made the um, clearing um, mystically... Bigger. Uh, bigger for this evening's uh, Frithcast in order to accommodate a larger... Virtual campfire. Yes. To allow for proper social distancing. All of that. And all of that. So we hope you're all observing that. Um, we will have some way of distributing marshmallows, um, probably involving like little robots or maybe squirrels. Can squirrels catch it? If squirrels can't catch it, we can send squirrels around. You know, if you send squirrels with the marshmallows, that at least half of them are going to disappear inside the squirrels. Fine. Just taxation. It's just... It's just squirrel acceptable tax. level of level of marshmallow taxation by the squirrel services, who are for delivery of for the delivery, rest of yeah. the marshmallows. Yeah, we just have to distribute more marshmallows. It's as simple as that. We're gonna need to work out some logistics here. And this is assuming squirrels can't catch it. Yeah. Because if squirrels can catch it, I don't want them risking themselves just for our marshmallowage. This Marsh- has taken a whole turn I did not expect. Marshmallowage. Mallage, mal- marsh mileage, marsh, mi- marsh mileage, marsh mileage. We're going with that. Okay. Okay. I'm going to shut up rambling now, and you're going to tell the lovely listeners what's what's the play. Well, the play's the thing. The play's the thing. There. In- no, I'm not even going to go there. That's a bit dark for where I want to go this evening. What? There in your catch the conscience of the king. That's the one. That's not the dark one. Are you kidding? That's not the dark one. I can do you the dark one if you want. Go on, do the dark one. I remember all of it. Yeah? Yeah. Go on then. To be or not to be. Oh. I could literally do you to be or not to be from top to bottom if you wanted me to. Do it. Not on a frith cast. Oh. Is it appropriate? Well, yeah. Give it a go. To be or not to be. That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them. them. To die. To sleep. A chance to dream. Not yet. Oh. To die. To sleep. No more. And by a sleep to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. It is a consummation devoutly to be wished. To die. To sleep. To sleep. Perchance per to dream. To dream. There's my line. Aye, there's the rub. No, that was my line. That wasn't a rub. What? It was a line, not I'm a rub. I'm trying to think if I missed a line, actually. Never mind. That was no, pretty awesome, sleep, by the sleep, way. Perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come when we have shuffled off this mortal coil must give us pause. There's the respect that makes calamity of so long life. Shall I go on? 
Wow. I can go on. Yeah, wow. That was awesome. I'm just having a moment here. Okay. You stop me now or we'll get to the fardels and then that's that. Okay. Lovely listeners, I'm Suzanne Martin. I'm a heathen with a head full of random knowledge. (laughs) My Shakespeareatorial (laughs) co-conspirator sat a regulation two metres across the virtual campfire (laughs) is my lovely she who is my wife, Caitlet. (laughs) (laughs) Caitlet? (laughs) (laughs) Who I did not know could do that with Shakespeare and that was awesome. Wow. That's only half of it. I know, but... Fardles. I'll do your fardles later. Later. Later with the fardles. Together, around the virtual campfire, we are the mad ride (laughs) that is Frithcast. (laughs) Welcome aboard. Buckle up, buttercups. This is going to get fun. Welcome aboard, and the gods bless all. (laughs) Sail with us. That too. You might have gathered we're in a bit of a silly place tonight, but... I want to put serious faces on. Kate, can you show me your serious face? <laughs> Apparently not. No. I'll try that again. Just do a it second. again. <laughs> no, we can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Neither of us can do serious face. What are we? What is the subject for this evening? It was going to be a serious subject, and I think we've just blown it. What is it? What is it? Okay. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Well. I was going to look at subjunctive theological reflection. Wait. Wait. What? (laughs) Subjunctive? Theological reflection. Okay, let's start at the beginning. What does subjunctive mean? Okay, it's easy to start with theological reflection. Okay, fair enough. We'd done a whole episode earlier on, somewhere back in the mists of madness, on theological reflection. And theological reflection is just a term theologically, theological of faith, Mm -hmm. reflection, Having a good think. Okay. So theological reflection, having a good think about faith. Okay. Okay. So, now we start putting that wee little third note into our chord, subjunctive theological reflection. Okay. Everybody go, ooh. The The claw. So, subjunctive theological reflection. It's easier to say this is a what if. Okay. This is a piece of thinking or a good think that you do about faith with a what if inside your cosmology. Hmm. So, what I want to talk about is there are gods and goddesses in the Norse pantheon. Yes. And there are... And there are those who swap between. Yes. And there are substantial arguments in some scholarly quarters that sometimes you have a god or goddess known by one or more different names. And some people treat that god or goddess as two separate ones and some people treat that as one. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, So, I mean, I'm obviously from my point of view, I'm thinking of, say, Diana and Artemis. Yeah, you've got synchronicity going on. Yeah, yeah. and there is this d- d- debate over whether Diana and Artemis are two different gods who do similar things or whether they are, in fact, two different 
perspectives on the same god. On one god, yeah. So, we have in Norse mythology similar things. Mm. So the big one you'll see is Freya and Frigga. Okay. Lots of similarities. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's your thought. So they've both got a falcon feathered cloak, which is a pretty specific piece of kit. That is specific. Yeah. And there's a lot of linkage between um, the Allfather, Odin. Okay. So Frigga, wife to Odin. Yeah. Yes. Freya, in some of the stories that we have that have come down to us, has a lost husband called Odr, or Oath, O-T-H, or O-D-R. Okay. And some scholars will look that Odr is another name for Odin, and so Odr and Odin are the same, and Frigga and Freya are Because we call Odin, Odin... In mm-hmm. modern English. Yeah. Because the second letter of his name looks to us like a D, even though it was actually... A th. A th. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, Oda being oath Yeah. Would be consistent with... Othen. This. Yeah. Okay, cool. Carry with on. so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. There are some heathens who will treat Frigga and Freya as the same goddess. Okay. And there are some heathens who treat them as two separate goddesses. If you want to get entirely pragmatic about it and very logical, it seems correct to treat them as two separate goddesses because then if they are turn out to be one, you've kind of worshipped her twice better than not worshipping her at all that's very pascal's wager yes it's a little bit pascal's wager Mm -hmm, but you know if there's an option of not getting stomped on (laughs) take that one take the non-stompy take the non-stompy option yeah fair dues i want to look at this sort of slightly shadowy reflection counter figure of odin in odor okay freya's missing husband and there's a very, very few mentions of him. Okay. Not very many at all. There's a lot of mentions of Odin as the Allfather. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of mentions of Freya as the goddess of love and beauty and being the focus of lots of people who want to come in and marry her and take her away. And several dwarves. And several dwarves. There's not so many mentions of Frigga. I mean, I'm not saying that the Dvergar are not people, by the no. way. They totally people. They are people. Yeah. Just being specific, that's all. There's not so many stories and focuses of Frigga. Okay. She is in there as the All-Mother, and she is right and powerful as the Mm All-Mother. For Other or Oder, there's very, very few mentions. He just basically gets mentioned by name about half a dozen times, and that's it. Mm. There's no myth cycle stories about him. There's no points where he speaks in fact for the majority like for all of the myth cycle the only reason he gets mentioned is because it's mentioned because he's missing okay so he's in the poetic edda right but he's in there as a kenning for freya okay so a kenning is like a way of 
using part of a culture to describe something. I remember these. These these are the things that were like the guy that Captain Picard met that time. Yes. And he only spoke in metaphor. Yes, they're like a cultural it's, metaphor. It's one of the classic, really classic episodes, <clears throat> and I can't remember the name of it. Darmok. Yes. Darmok. So and so and so and so at Darmok. Uh, yeah, Darmok was the captain. Yeah. And he kept saying somebody and somebody and uh, somebody when the walls fell. Yes. And it was all these references to his 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 culture's uh, mythology and yeah. so on, and they they communicate almost entirely by references to things from their own mythology. So it's like when you meet them. They, they they don't have any frame of reference outside of that. Yeah. 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 So a kenning is things like um, amber or gold would be known as Freya's tears. Yes. Yeah. So here Freya is described as Oth's girl, the lady partner of Oth. Yeah. But that's the only kind of place that he's uh, mentioned. So it's a... Relation. He's in relationship with the goddess, but you don't know anything else about him. Okay. If you look at the prose edda, there is a a mention of Freya's marriage to somebody called Odor or Othor, but that he's lost. Her husband is lost, and yeah. she runs around weeping tears of what they call red gold or amber, or sometimes it's translated as gold. She's weeping tears for this husband that she's lost. And you said earlier that he was lost, and I was going to ask you, was that is that sort of lost as in he's been killed, or lost as in she literally doesn't know where he is? Or uh, Could be either. We don't know. Don't know. Okay. But that event, whatever that event was, where her husband, where she got married, and her husband then went, mm. is lost. Whatever lost means, is not inside the myth cycle so it's something that happens kind of before then all right if you like so it's a very strange thing you've only got half a dozen mentions of his name and that's it okay and very very little else about who he is apart from his relationship to freya Mm. so some scholars look at the fact that other and odin are the same yeah and some scholars look at the fact that they're two separate deities and we've lost one of them. We don't know anything about him apart from his name. Okay. Snorri Stilson, who writes a whole shed load of stuff. We know Snorri. He takes great pains to list them separately. Right. But there's so much known about one and so little known about the other that there are theories that they are one and the same. But and if it's he lists just a them, name variation. If he lists them separately, mm. is he doing literally an alphabetical list, in which case I would expect them to appear close together? Or if he's not, does he otherwise write about them close together? Does no. he associate them, even if he's... Dis- mm, no, not really. No? No. Okay. He actually says that Oda and Freya have two daughters... Okay. Both of whom's name means jewel, precious jewel. But nowhere else do you find there's nothing in the myth cycle that says Freya has two daughters. Mm. So it's all a bit of a kind of a mish. It is. But it gets you thinking. 
So if I'm going to go back to subjunctive theological reflection, I'm going to win so many points at Scrabble. Please do. I mean, I'm not sure I can spell it, but I'm going to have a really good go and I'm going to run out of letter tiles. Well, I know it hasn't got an X or a Z in it and you'd get lots of points for those. You do. You might have to try and make do with the V. How many points do you get for a V? I don't know. I'll find out. They're long words anyway. Go for it. They are. So my brain started thinking, what if? And mm -hmm. this is where it starts thinking, what if things had been different? Okay. So in the myth cycle, there's thousands of little decisions and little actions. What if they'd have gone a slightly different way? Oh, you see, I love that kind of thing. Love this. It's a kind of like alternate mirror universe. Alternate histories, yes. What if alternate Yeah, subjunctive theological reflection, alternate histories. Mm, mm. And by sp setting time aside to explore that inside the, the heathen faith context... I can find myself appreciating my faith, finding deeper connections, appreciating connections that I hadn't seen before, mm, mm. creating connections in my own mind, just for my use, not acknowledging those as a solid state of law, yeah. but as a, a mental exercise in getting deeper into my faith. Mm, mm. I can use my what-if thinking thoughts about things like, Frigga and Freya and Odin and Uther, that connection between those four, what happens if I start thinking about that? What if oh, Iduna and her apples are permanently lost to the gods when they get taken? What if Hel had let Balder return to Asgard when she was asked? Ooh. Ooh. Would there even have been a Ragnarok? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I know. That one's a biggie. Yeah. Um, what are the immediate outcomes of those changes? What are the deeper implications for the rest of the mid-cycle? Mm. So I started thinking about Odin and Othar and whether they are the same and different mm. or whether they are the same and different at the same time. Are they, the, are they, they are gods, completely so... separate? Are they completely together are they somewhere in the middle mm. and I wanted to write a piece that kept that ambiguity okay of are they the same are they different but also exploring more of what Freya's experience would have been mm. at some point she got married we yeah. don't know when at some point she lost that husband what might she feel at the, the Aesir and Vanir battle at the beginning of the mid-cycle, watching her family and her family's armies lose to the Aesir, mm. what might she have understood and what might she have felt on that day? And how does it connect to her husband and how does that connect to Odin? And yeah, my head went all over the place. I, yes, it certainly sounds like it. It did. So ultimately... I can't present what I've written. Uh, I'm going to read it, read it out to you because the kind of the virtual campfire seems like a good place to sort of yeah. sit and ponder these things. Go for it. Ultimately, I can't say to you this is absolute truth. No. But maybe this is a fragment of my truth, mm. and that might not necessarily be anybody else's truth because we, we can't, can't tell, tell you how, how to heathen. heathen. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's as you say, if the if the point of subjunctive reflection is to consider the possibilities and the the ways things might have gone. To be honest, I mean, this yeah. is this this would be valid. I mean, it's like um, uh, I know there are authors, you know, who write their 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 fiction stories in in worlds that never came to be because somebody mm. made one decision instead of another. It's like, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the author. Harris. Yeah, Thomas Harris. Writes um, historian. He wrote Fatherland. Yes. You know, these alternate histories have always sort of fascinated me. Mm. You know, the tiniest thing, for want of a nail, the kingdom was lost. You know, the tiniest little thing. Can that happens here, everything. and you end up with that the, the 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 famous or infamous butterfly effect. Yes, that that sort of ripples through the the following the subsequent days, hours, days, weeks, months, yeah. until eventually, or years, until eventually you get a completely different world than you would have had. Yes, um, Rod Duncan's Gaslit Empire. Yes, alternate history. Yes, indeed. So. Lovely listeners and lovely Kate, I would like you to settle back. I would like to read to you the piece I wrote after reflecting on Oda and Odin and Frigga and Freya and exploring a little bit for myself Mm. what Freya might have gone through that we now don't have any record of. But again, we can't tell you how to hear them. You might like it, you might not. Yeah. If it resonates, it does. And if not, you know, it's... That's it's, okay too. It's still... It's more about the the method by which you came to this. Yes. Yeah. Than the result that you came up with. And we can all do that. I mean, I can't because I haven't really got mythology as such. <laughs> but, you know... The lady watched as her brother and father went to negotiate their future with the general of the victorious army. The summer sun shouldn't be shining so bright and warm on a day like this. It was a day that deserved rain and bitter winds. She had not cried. Her kinsmen had fought bravely and not shied from the foe, even when the raven flew high on the red banners and her brother and father deep in the melee must have known then what would happen in the hours to come. She watched eagles circling overhead, heard the wolf call from the scrubland and remembered the messages that had come through to her in the months before today. Warnings and dread in the straight-lined marks, changes of such magnitude that she couldn't see a single thing staying the same afterwards. Again and again she asked as if repetition would make a difference. Again and again the same answer came. She watched the general approach. He had come forward alone, confident in the honour of the defeated. He had not shirked his armour or helmet. Buckles glinted, iron shirt shining. His decorated helm had circles for the eyes. One in shadow around which polished garnets glistened, the other eye a steady, pale blue, watching all. She tried to listen to their words in hope of understanding, but they spoke low together. 
The general glanced over to her and looked away. Were they discussing her future? Something about him sparked a memory from long ago. A spring day like this. The blue sky, the colour of his eyes. The colour of hope and trust and certain faith in each other. The colour of shared laughter, an oath of love sworn sacred. Two eyes of pale blue, the confident spark of youth. He came from outside their halls, confessed he had spied her from afar and wanted nothing more than to meet her to exchange words. One day, in late spring, she knew she was certain and so sure he felt the same. Will you always be my love? Eyes like the bright flash of a kingfisher feathers looked back. Always. Their conversations grew longer and longer still, until she looked for him at the windows daily, waiting impatiently until she could see him again, her love full and wanting. They shyly met her father and brother, and the summer day they married together was the sweetest memory she held. Their days were full, plans for their hall near her father's, the foundation pits dug for great beams, talking about carvings, tapestries and tables, and still he made her laugh, the hours sweeter now they could spend more of them together. The summer wedding turned into autumn planning, and winter's chill warmed by her heart and the certainty of love lasting. They walked under frost-rhymed trees, picked pine and oak, weaving them into shapes to set on the frozen river. She would tease him. Will you always be my love? Eyes the colour of the deep frozen bay looked back. Always. Then there was a day when he did not come. She had waited at the windows, watched until the sun track dropped and turned the light golden. Watched until dark coated the fields and the moon track drew high. Dread settled in as she waited for the early frost to draw delicate weavings on the high beams and the morning grey light set them all to sparkle. The sun was watery pale that day not strong enough to thaw the frosts or her frozen thoughts. Still he did not come to her. She cast for an insight and saw in the shapes a message of such change that for the first time since she had heard the spell song she wanted to dismiss it and not listen. But once the song was heard, it could not be ignored. He came as the sun track was lowering and the frosts began to spread in the dusk. She knew what he would say, even before he spoke. My love, war is coming. I have to go. There was nothing she could say in return save, Will you always be my love? Always. Are you married, lady? Her thoughts interrupted, she found the general standing a few paces from her, his shadow across her face. Her father and brother stood beside him a pace back. She hadn't heard him move. He felt cold, this general, 
solid, sure muscle holding his armour, the weight of war on his shoulders, his one eye holding so much knowledge that it spilled out and out into his steady gaze. No, Lord, I was once, but he left when this war came. She looked into his eye, her skin prickled with recognition, and for a moment only she was certain. I grieve with you. Many die or are changed in war. I will care for you now, lady. Your family is safe with me. I will protect and love you as if you were my own wife. He looked at her, and for a moment, in an eye the blue of a burbling stream that ran beside her father's hall, she sensed a warmth that she had not felt for too many seasons. As the general turned to leave, she stepped forward and impulsively called after him. Will you always be my love? He stopped for a moment. He did not turn. She heard a whisper on the wind. Always. Lovely listeners, if you would like to find us online, you can find me. My name is Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook. You can also find me on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. And should you want to find me, I'm uh, available on Facebook as Kate Coldwind. Uh, and you can also find me at my terrible, terrible blog, <laughs> which is at glassrain.net. Lovely listeners, we're going to leave you pondering that little piece. And we're going to talk to you all next time for episode 80 of Frithcast. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>